Okay, Stephen, I have this question. You're a writer. You wrote all these great books, best-selling books. Do you think writing is like kind of over in the sense that there's almost there's, it used to be you had a choice. I love of, you're asking me this question when literally three minutes ago when we were recording an earlier episode, which may play before this or after this. I don't know. It's kind of up to the gods and Nathan. Yes, you were saying about how there's never been a better time. To be a writer, no, with I didn't more say outlets that. and opportunities. I didn't say that in I, so many words. I just said I said uh, to to start to reinvent yourself, expand your vocabulary of things you're interested in, your vocabulary of activities. And you said all the outlets you can write for now. Not only are there books, there's blogs, there's newsletters. Well, I'm worried about your short term memory, but, but James. That, I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Usually, I'm kidding because you're always coming in here. Oh, early all said Alzheimer's. I got a brain tumor. But it's related to my question. All right. My question is, because of these so many outlets, because now there's, you know, a billion things people could do on the internet, kids are playing Pokemon Go, uh, people are binge-watching on Netflix, is there a way to really capture people's attention writing a 400-page book? Mm. Like, would, so I would think, you do it starting off now? So I think the short answer is, I mean, look, it's um, it, like almost every question in the world well not like no, I, I guess that's not true i was going to say that but there are a lot of questions that are binary but it's not yes or no and it's not all or nothing so is it worth it or is it uh, you know is it still valuable so look there are people who read 400 page books but it is a very 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 small amount of the population that's been true in this country for 40 50 60 years so is that true cuz i always hear the statistic that more books are sold this year than the year before so again as with anything statistics can be made to tell a variety of stories if you look however at um let's say books read per capita in the united states from let's say 1950 versus now you will find that people read a lot less without question. Really? Yeah, I, without that question. I did not know. So it is also true that in the last few years especially, as it's gotten easier and easier to buy books, book sales have not been hurt as much as one might have thought they would be hurt by competing media, right? It's easy to order, click a click a button on Amazon, which I do all the time. Now, my books purchased to books read ratio is ridiculously high, but that's always been the case for me. I uh I buy a lot of books expecting that I might read so wait, 10 or 30 pages. Basic division here. You buy a lot more books than you read. Correct. Yeah. I, I probably read from cover to cover approximately, literally, if I'm, I mean, realistically, I would say probably 5% of the books that I read. So that's very interesting. So in a prior podcast uh, from a month, a couple months ago, mm-hmm. By the way, short-term memory. Nice. Going well. You said, <laughs> I asked you, how, what percentage of your books that you read do you retain? And you said a surprisingly low number, which I now agree with, of 1% to 2%. So that means if you only read 5% of the books you buy and you retain 1% no, to I said 2%. F- finish, yeah. No, no, no. Five, oh, yeah, five percent. You finish, and you retain one to two percent of the information. Retaining, right? Retaining one to two percent of the five percent that I actually. So that's read. like. But I would argue point oh five percent of the books you buy, you retain the facts. But I would so argue that so that is, that? Wait, is wait, actually wait. less of an indictment than you're trying to make because the reason I only read twenty or thirty or fifty pages of a lot of books is because you get it. I get it. It's All like right. if I read the Got other eighty percent, I'm not going to really get that much more. 
So what I'm retaining um, from this is, is that once you realize, oh, I just got like this great idea, and you realize the rest of the book kind of just is little slices of that one idea, you could kind of move on to the next one. either that or it depends what kind of book it is. If it's a history, you know, if there are chapters that I'm particularly interested in, you know, if it's a biography, the same goes for that. But if it's an idea book and it's the kind of book that, you know, Malcolm Gladwell kind of, I don't know about invented, but really popularized, you know, here's an idea and here are five or 10 or 20 chapters that illustrate different facets of that idea. After I've read, you know, two of them, I'm like, okay, I get it. So now you're going to say the same thing applies to M&Ms and the same thing applies to the Tour de France and the same thing applies to building a skyscraper. Okay, that's fine, but I'm, I'm not going to read the other 80% of that. But in terms of, um, yeah, no, I think your question, which is, you know, is it whatever worthwhile to write a 400, is book writing, you know, a medium to that I would think about if I were starting out now. I don't. I don't know. And I'll tell you, for me personally, it has to do with two things: one, the supply side; one, the demand side. So the demand side would be this: I've been fortunate to have a lot of people read uh, books that I've written, and that's really nice. But it feels, and there's pretty good evidence to suggest that that demand is increasingly waning, okay? Because there demand are... Demand for books Demand in for books in general. Demand for, yeah, demand for long-form reading in general. So that's one. The other thing is, though, from the supply side. So, you know, I became a writer, you know, I wrote as a kid. I, I always was writing something or other, even, you know, if you just consider school writing, you know. And writing was always part of what I liked to do because I felt I was pretty good at it. And it's something I always seriously considered as like a life pursuit, right? So that said, from the time I was probably 22 or 25 writing journalism, um, I did think that a book was like the, the, the apex. Like if you're going to be a writer, you know, I was a journalist and I liked that, but I could write like a, what I felt was a, a, my very best article, newspaper article, magazine article, and I would still feel like that's a stepping stone on the way to a book because a book is bigger. Book's it's, an event. A book's an event. The other thing to realize about a book that most write, most non-writers don't realize is that when you write for a publication, most publications are editor and publisher driven. They control the kind of tone. You know, they they literally they they are the publisher. And so, you know, if I write something for the New York Times, it's not me. It's the New York Times published a, an article by this person. And and the way that the structure is set up is that. As the writer, you are kind of filling their vessel. When you write a book, however, the leverage flips over. And so even, at least now it does these days. And so even the most reputable publisher doesn't say, from Penguin's Books presents blah, 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 right? They'll say it, but it's the author. No one cares about, like, the brand of Penguin, whereas New York Times or Washington Post or whatever has a brand. Hold on, listen to this ad, and we'll be right back. Are you thinking of applying to college or grad school, but you absolutely hate standardized tests? If you are in that situation, you should consider joining the one and a half million students who've chosen Magoosh to prep for their tests online whenever and wherever they want. Magoosh provides online test prep for a wide array of tests, including the SAT, the ACT, the GRE, GMAT, LSAT, TOEFL, and Praxis. Magoosh offers a better solution than the traditional test prep model, affordable and effective test prep 
that is 100% online. You can log in anytime, anywhere on your computer, tablet, or phone to study when you want, where you want. If you get stuck on a problem or concept, Magoosh offers friendly email help from their team of expert tutors. One satisfied user told Magoosh that she, quote, gained a sense of timing and learned when she needed to move on from a question. This software gave her confidence. Another said that Magoosh is the only reason I haven't lost my sanity. Magoosh's complete test prep starts at under $100 and it'll be even lower after you hear our special discount. To top it all, Magoosh guarantees you will improve your score or they will give you your money back. Join the one and a half million students who have chosen Magoosh. Go to magoosh.com. That's M-A-G-O-O-S-H.com right now. You'll get 20% off with the code word QUESTION at checkout. Thanks, Magoosh, for your support. Prep smart. Go far. Enjoy the ride. One reason why book writing appealed to me is like this is when you're ready and when you have the kind of skill and material and uh, leverage to do it, you know, um, that's what you want to do. So I did um, I did write a bunch of books and it's – I won't lie. I mean you have a – we joke about this. You write – you can write a whole book in the time that I'm like agonizing over whether the four paragraphs I've written belong in the first chapter or not. I'm I'm pretty slow. And so as a result of that, one part of book writing for me is I need to be in a mental state where uh, my mind is deeply and almost constantly in gear because a book is a big thing to keep living in your brain. And so I found that um, as I got older, I don't think it's a function of age per se. It's a function of life. You have kids, your family, for me at least, became a pretty big priority that it was really hard to keep my mind fully engaged in gear. And the last couple books that I wrote, the last couple of Freakonomics books, I would have to work harder and harder to like turn off the civilian brain and get into the writer brain. Whereas the first few books I wrote, I had no obligations. I had zero. If I wanted to stay up till two in the morning, thinking and reading and writing and interviewing people, whatever, I could do that. And then I could go to bed and not get up until 11 or whatever. I could do whatever. I had no obligation other than to my work. And that is perfect for that kind of project. And I'm sure there are people who create all different kinds of things, whether you're an entrepreneur, an inventor, whether you compose some other kind of you know music, dance, where to be in that creative space, you need to be in it for a long time. So one reason that books are now harder for me is because I don't have that much unbroken creative space. And so for me, things like, look, Freakonomics Radio is a weekly podcast, which is very labor-intensive, but the labor intensity from my end can be broken up into like two- and three-hour chunks. I can work on, I can interview someone here in this 90-minute slot and really devote my full attention, and then it's done. And then I get a script... And I'm going to work on that for five or six hours, and then it's done, and it's different. And so for me, I don't even – sorry, I went off on it. You may not have even asked me this question about for me writing books, but for me writing books, it's become a little bit less appealing in part because uh, in, in part because I have a really what to me feels like a good viable alternative, which is doing short-form work mm. – in the form of something like uh, Freakonomics Radio Podcast or even Question if, of the Day Podcast. I wonder if um, figure, if like if you have the tendency to be a writer or a creative, looking at it in terms of how many slices of short-form work can I break this up into, mm. I wonder if that's a, a, the viable way right now to break into a creative field. I think that's a really good point, but I will say this. 
Um, one of the reasons that I only read a small chunk of most books I get is because most many books that I get read as if they were written by someone who did break it up into small chunks, and therefore chunk A does not relate well or feed into or acknowledge the content of chunk B. Same for chunk C, D, E, and F. So it's like I'm reading a chapter in the middle, and it's like, well, you said that in chapter one. You said it at the same length, maybe a little better, maybe a little worse. Did you actually read your own book? Forget about the fact that there aren't many editors around to edit. Um, And so I think you're right. I think a lot of people... Also, okay, one other thing to consider. There are a lot of non-writers writing books these days, right? We know that. That's been the case for a long time. There are a lot of performers who usually have ghostwriters. I think there's a there's a new book being uploaded to Amazon <laughs> every five seconds. Uh, I have no statistic. idea, but I would I would tend <laughs> to believe it. That statistic I mean, if there's, the if there's 300,000 books published roughly in America every year, I think between 250 and 300,000, then yeah. That, I think there's a lot more than that, though. Considering self publishing podcasts. Well, considering you've probably uploaded three new books to Amazon since we began this conversation. <laughs> I'm certainly working on three. All right, All right. If you were to start off right now and you have, you know, you're, you, you've been wanting to be a, a writer since birth. And by the way, you came of age during this period when writers still had kind of influence on the soul, so to speak. Like, people would read Jack Kerouac's On the Road. How old do you think I am, James? (laughs) You're 52 or 53, (laughs) something like that. People read Jack Kerouac's On the Road, and they literally want to go hitchhiking after that. Nobody does that anymore. Nobody... I don't know. After Freakonomics, a lot of people abandon drug dealing. (laughs) Well, even people don't even do that anymore. I would argue the OOs are very different from the 10s because of the rise of the... tablets and smartphones. I mean, this smartphones are bigger than computers right now after just a few years. So it's the whole landscape has changed. So what would you do right now, starting today? Creative you know, person, leaning towards writing, what would you do? It's hard for me to answer because I think a lot of it is driven by opportunity, right? So I'd, I'd look around and say, what do I want to write about? And when me. I was, when, <laughs> you want to write about me again. Right, so if I want to write about James Altucher, where would I want to do it? Where would I have the opportunity to do it in a form that I want, right? That will help me, you know, survive or maybe even advance a little bit. And back when I was starting, the place to do that was in magazine or newspaper articles. That was like the the format available. So where would I do it now? Um, kind of like gift toilet paper. I would I would think about Spencer's gifts. I would think ah uh, I would think about toilet paper. I would think about uh, I probably would think about a podcast. Although uh, I think that, question of the day. I think that would be a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. In mere seconds, you'll hear a sneak peek of our next question of the day. But first. Thanks to Magoosh for sponsoring today's episode. Magoosh's online test prep is the easiest way to prep for the GRE, GMAT, LSAT, SAT, ACT, TOEFL, or Praxis. Magoosh offers top quality lesson videos and practice sessions at an affordable price. So go to magoosh.com. That's M-A-G-O-O-S-H.com. Go there right now to get 20% off with the code word QUESTION at checkout. Next time on Question of the Day. James Joel Smith, who's at Joel Smith 272, wants to know the following. Is the internet making us an angrier society? 
Absolutely not. Great episode. Okay. Enjoyed talking <laughs> to you today, James. Right. This episode was sponsored by <laughs> the Angry Internet. <laughs>